Hello and welcome to the Homestead Atlantica podcast. I'm your host, Jekinovia, aspiring homesteader, history nerd, and sovereign pagan druid. I'm here to share traditional skills, hard-earned wisdom, and practical tips to help you lead a simpler, more mindful way of life, all while adding a little magic into the mundane. Well, this is it, episode one of the Homestead Atlantica podcast. It's been years in the making, but the time has finally come to get this passion project of mine off the ground. If you follow me over on Instagram or you know me through the Tarot Coven podcast, it's great to hang out with you again, and thanks for your ongoing support and love. If we aren't already acquainted, allow me to introduce myself. I'm Jekinovia, and it's a pleasure to have you join me today. Before we get started, let's get a couple of disclaimers out of the way. First, I do cuss sometimes. Next, everything I discuss or share an opinion on is based on my own experience and research. I remain humble in the knowledge that I am not infallible. Make sure to use this show as inspiration to do your own learning rather than to take my word as gospel, because I am, in fact, human. Finally, the Homestead Atlantica community is one of inclusion and respect. I hope that this is totally unnecessary, but for the sake of setting solid boundaries, I'm going to say it anyway. Not everyone has the same background, resources, or know-how. There are no stupid questions, and there is always more than one way to tackle a task. I don't do egos or judgment and ask that everyone check theirs at the door when they're coming into my space. (sighs) I'm glad we got that out of the way. Moving on. Let's kick off the very first episode by talking about what you can expect from the Homestead Atlantica podcast. As you may remember from the trailer, I'll be covering topics ranging from cooking and gardening to self-sufficiency and preparedness to spirituality and mindfulness and everything in between. I'm so excited to share traditional skills and wisdom from generations past with you to help foster a connection with the ancestors and with the earth herself. Don't worry, no experience is necessary. Newbies and curious dabblers are welcome, as are experienced homesteaders. No matter what level your expertise, it is my hope that you'll find the Homestead Atlantica podcast to be a space of inclusion, support, and inspiration in your effort to lead a simpler life. I thought that in the spirit of getting acquainted, it would be fun to share a little about myself so you can get to know me. I've lined up a bunch of icebreaker questions to start off the show, then we'll move on to chat about homesteading and my intentions and plans for the podcast. Keep your ears perked for two special segments that we'll try out for at least the first few episodes, a simple living tip and a featured resource recommendation. Well, without further ado, let's get started. Question number one, who am I? I would call myself many things, a mother, a daughter, a sister, a wife, a friend. I'm also a sovereign pagan druid, which means that I am not a member of a specific tradition or organized group. I am a podcaster, obviously as your host here on the Homestead Atlantica podcast, but I am also a co-host of the Tarot Coven podcast. I am co-owner of the Etsy shop called Life is a Spell, which features our exclusive design line called Magic. Oh, and most recently, I am the author of the Kitchen Magic Cookbook. I'll have all the links to these in the show notes for you to check out if you're interested. Most relevant to this podcast, though, I am an aspiring homesteader. I say aspiring because I am a firm believer that I will forever be learning new skills, never becoming a master. Nature has so much more to teach us than we could ever learn in a single lifetime, so I have embraced the fact that I will be a lifelong student and never know everything. I don't claim to be an expert, but I do know some things, and I'm excited to share with you. Question number two. How would I define my flavor of history nerd? This one's easy. 
I have a special interest in the day-to-day -day life of the average person, particularly women, through history. I have a basic general knowledge of some of the big deal events of the past, but my passion lies with what's considered domestic history. I don't much care for the life of Alexander the Great or the battles of the Hundred Year War. I'd much rather learn more about how my 10th great-grandmother stored food enough to last for the winter. Or how they made soap without modern ingredients. The answer to that is wood ash and animal fats, in case you're wondering. And yes, I have done it. Question number three. What are my hobbies? Lots of things. I love to bake and cook, but mostly bake. I take forest wanders as often as I can. If you follow me on my main Instagram, you've likely seen some of my forest musing videos where I share thoughts and contemplations while I stroll along. I'll leave a link to that account in the show notes in case you want to check those out. Divination of all sorts, tarot, tea leaves, scrying, all the things. Not surprisingly, I love researching ancestry and genealogy and then learning about the geographical areas my ancestors lived in as well. Reading, listening to podcasts, watching documentaries and educational videos on a huge variety of subjects. I told you, I'm committed to never stop learning. And maybe the most oddball of all my hobbies, I am a low-key planner nerd. Well, as far as getting to know me, I think that's a great start. If you have any other questions you'd like me to answer, drop me a DM over on Instagram at Homestead Atlantica, all one word. Or you can send me an old-fashioned email at homesteadatlantica at gmail.com. I'm an open book. Sadly, I've emptied my teacup and I need a refill before we move on. I'll be right back, but in the meantime, check out the first ever Simple Living Tip. Get ready for your Simple Living Tip, where I share advice, ideas, or thoughts to help you on your journey. Today's tip, start small. When you're just getting started on the homesteading journey, it can be easy to fall into one of two traps. The first, there are so many ideas and things you want to do that you get overwhelmed and then you just get completely unmotivated to even try. The second is that you want to do all of the things all at once and you hit the ground running. I was the latter. I was so inspired to start living the simple life that I jumped in with both feet and tried to do it all, cold turkey. And within the first few months, I was burnt out and really discouraged because I hadn't had any practice and it wasn't a lifestyle that I grew up in. So I really had to learn as I went. It may be called a simple life, but there's nothing simple about it. Sure, our great-great-grandparents may have handled this lifestyle with ease, but they had three things that we don't. Mentors, time, and experience. Most of our ancestors were raised from birth to be self-sufficient, and all the wisdom of the ages were passed down from one generation to the next. Most people living in the modern world don't have that. If you do, you're one of the lucky ones, and I hope you share that knowledge with other people in your community. Generally speaking, their homestead or small farm was their job. They didn't have to commute in order to work an 8 or a 10 hour or sometimes 12 to 16 hour shift, then come home and spread the remaining few hours between a to-do list, eating, and sleeping. Don't get me wrong, they worked their asses off from sunup to sundown, many times even longer, but their responsibilities were all in the same place and they spent their entire day doing everything that modern homesteaders need to cram into evenings and weekends. Naturally, when you spend all day, every day working on your homestead, you gain a lot of hands-on experience. I know this from experience. You learn the nuances of your particular location, your animals, your garden soil, your microclimate, and your tools. Today, it takes a lot longer for us to put in that 10,000 hours to become a master at anything, and therefore it takes more time for us to gain a solid foundation of experience. 
With this in mind, today's simple living tip is to start small. Try out one new recipe each week. Pick up and practice one skill at a time. Read books and watch YouTube videos about gardening, and then start with just a couple of tomato plants or herbs in containers. Learn to bake bread from scratch and redo it over and over until you finally get it right. It is an art form. Once you're feeling more comfortable with what you've learned, start to make it a habit, uh, like a part of your regular routine, and then move on to the next skill in your wish list. When you make changes gradually, you experience less frustration and you won't feel overwhelmed and give up. And frankly, you'll just enjoy the process a whole lot more when you're not setting these unrealistic expectations. So remember, start small and keep it simple. Okay, I'm back and I have a fresh cup of tea in hand. Where were we? Mm, why don't we chat a bit about homesteading? What the heck is it and how do you do it? Wikipedia defines it like so. Homesteading is a lifestyle of self-sufficiency. It is characterized by subsistence agriculture, home preservation of food, and may also involve the small-scale production of textiles, clothing, and craft work for household use or sale. Now, I'm not in love with this definition, but I don't completely disagree with it either. I do believe that homesteading is a lifestyle of self-sufficiency in varying degrees, and I do agree that that tends to focus on food, producing it, preserving it, and sometimes selling it. I even concur that it can include small-scale production, but it's so much more than this. Homesteading is a lifestyle choice, one where you actively make mindful decisions about the way you live. For me, it started in part with learning about the recipes and foods that my ancestors enjoyed. I suggest that anyone interested in homesteading starts with knowing more about where their food comes from. Spoiler alert, the correct answer is not the grocery store. I think it's important to mention here that you should be careful not to get distracted by agendas and biased documentaries. Take only the bare bones of any information offered and leave the cherry-picked circumstantial evidence and the opinions behind. It's so easy to get swept up into a certain group's mindset and, well, pretty much become indoctrinated into their tunnel vision. But that sounds like a topic for a completely different episode. I digress. Sometimes homesteading involves learning traditional skills that have nearly been forgotten by most people living in the modern world, like food preservation, gardening, woodlot management, mending and maintenance of everything from your socks to your roof. For others, it can mean selling all their belongings and moving to an off-grid cabin in the middle of the woods, although I definitely do not recommend this until you have many years of experience and a wide variety of self-sufficiency skills under your belt. Obviously, this is hardly even a tiny scratch on the surface of what homesteading is, but it's a great place to start, I think. I'd be here all day if I tried to create an exhaustive list. All that to say, homesteading, in my humble opinion, is not limited to living rurally, off-grid, and or producing all of your own food and being fully self-sustainable without outside income. That's a pretty extreme example that is not a realistic goal for the majority of people. I would describe homesteading as the conscious decision to lead a more mindful life, increasing your own awareness and skill set in an effort to become more involved with and responsible for your own subsistence. Each episode's resource rec is based on tools, resources, and products that I use myself and trust. These recommendations are not sponsored and are not affiliated with myself or this podcast. In this episode, I've decided to share one of my favorite documentaries. If you find yourself curious to learn more about traditional skills but aren't sure where to start, I recommend the BBC series Victorian Farm. 
You'll learn loads about traditional farming practices, recipes, DIY household products, and other homesteadish skills. The series gives you a glimpse into the everyday life of common people in the Victorian era, which was from around 1837 to 1901, when they needed to live frugally and rely upon themselves in order to scratch out a life for their families. You can find episodes on YouTube. You just search Victorian Farm and you'll find it easily. Enjoy! So here I am, halfway through recording this very first episode, which I'm trying to keep short because it's just an intro. But I've decided on the fly that I'm going to add in a little section to help you out. Well, I hope it helps you out. I don't have any notes for this, so I'm just doing it off the cuff. So forgive me if I dance around a little bit because this is completely unplanned. I suppose you would say I want to offer you some homework, something that you can take home and try out, add to your routine, add to your habits, something that's going to help you out with your simple living effort. So the homework I'm going to give you today is actually inspired by what I have to do this afternoon. The pantry. So what I'll be doing this afternoon is sorting through my pantry. I try to keep it organized, but when you get home from the grocery store and you're feeling flustered, you just throw everything away. Over time, it just tends to get kind of confusing. Stuff gets thrown wherever it fits. You lose track of what's old, what's new. You sometimes even forget what you've got because when it's all confusing and mixed up, you can't see it. You can't see it clearly and get a good idea of how much of something or how little you have. And that's when you run into the issue of not having what you need for a recipe that you're in the middle of making. So not only is this going to save your sanity and help you stay organized, but it's also going to save you time and money. So an organized pantry saves you money in a lot of ways. Uh, You can stock up on things when it goes on sale, which is always a good idea. Now, a disclaimer here, that does not mean that the money you save can be spent on something else. The whole idea of saving money is actually saving it. Also, you have to consider the cost of making extra trips to the store. For example, if you eat pasta three times a week and you go to the store three times a week to buy it, not only are you buying it at full price, but you're also spending the money on the gas and the wear and tear on your vehicle. Not to mention, the more often you go to the store, the bigger the chance that you're going to buy things that you don't need, especially if you go hungry after work. And then there's the time factor. I notice that we don't value our time the way we really should. If we were to start equating the time that we spend doing tasks like this as if we were going to work, I think it would really help us put a dollar sign on the value of the time it takes us. To illustrate what I mean, consider this. It takes you, let's say, two hours to drive to the store, do your shopping, check out, load your car, go home, unload your car, put all your groceries away. And by that time, do you really feel like cooking dinner? No, of course you don't. So you get takeout. Even if you don't get takeout, that's still two hours of your time. Now, if you make, let's say, $12 an hour at work, That's $24 worth of time that you spent getting groceries three times a week. Let's think about that for a second. So it's $72 worth of your time per week is spent just picking up food and taking it home. Ouch, right? So here's my suggestion. When something goes on sale, stock up. Also, just make sure you keep a good stock of all your staples, the things that you use most often. Keep them on hand. Buy them in bulk. 
If you can have your groceries delivered, that's even better because it saves you all that time and it saves you the temptation of buying anything extra that you don't need. Now, by sorting out your pantry and keeping it organized as much as you can, I'm not going to lie, my pantry right now looks like it was hit by a hurricane. But as long as you regularly go through it and have a general idea of what you have, you can plan your meals around that rather than buying according to what you feel like eating that day. You just get yourself in a better habit of eating more mindfully, eating more healthy, and technically wasting less. Because when you're eating on a whim, that craving is going to pass. And you're not going to feel like eating that the next night. And you've trained your brain to just eat only what it wants and not what's available. So that food's going to get thrown out. So that's a waste of your time, your money, and your food. So the moral of the story is keep an eye on your pantry, keep it organized, keep it stocked with the things you use most and make a conscious effort to not convenience shop. Try to shop less often, perhaps once a month for your big things, your flowers, your pasta, and maybe once a week for your perishables, like your fruits, your vegetables, dairy products. See what kind of a change you see in A, your budget, B, your time, and C, your eating habits. Of course, like any new habit, it takes some time, so don't Get discouraged after the first few days. Make sure you really stick to it and really give it your best effort because in the long run, it is going to help you out and save you money. So your homework for this episode is to go through your pantry, take stock of what you've got, take stock of what you need, and schedule your grocery shops so that they're fewer and further between. And really make use of what you have on hand. This mindset is so helpful when you're trying to live a simpler lifestyle. It's kind of like that old saying, use it up, wear it out, Make it do or do without. As I mentioned earlier, my homesteading journey began nearly a decade ago. In part, it was an interest in ancestral recipes. You know the ones like great-great-grandma used to make in her old school kitchen. In those early days, I really wasn't very experienced in the kitchen, nor was I really interested in learning how to cook. I was a modern girl. I was used to convenience meals, processed foods. Interestingly enough, it was my obsession with history that sparked my love of kitchen magics. So much so that I created a cookbook. I call it the Kitchen Magic Cookbook, and it includes 80 of my most used recipes. Some of them are traditional ones that I found in my research over the years, but other ones I've given a modern twist to. Although they're intended for anyone, it's especially handy for people who aren't very experienced in the kitchen, they don't have much of a budget to work with, or they simply don't have the time to dedicate to the complicated recipes that show up on Pinterest. It's filled with simple recipes with inexpensive and easily accessible ingredients, and I can make the majority of them with less than an hour of hands-on time. If you practice kitchen magics, you'll also find information about the magical properties of each of the recipes, so you can set intentions and perform spells while you create meals and treats. Because apparently I love a challenge, the Kitchen Magic Cookbook is launching right alongside the Homestead Atlantica podcast. The links are in the show notes, so you can check it out. Well, my friends, my teacup is empty once again, so I think it's time to wrap up. It's been fun, and I'm looking so forward to our next chat when we tackle the tricky topic of myths and misconceptions of homesteading. Thanks again for joining me on the Homestead Atlantica podcast. As always, check the episode description for any links or other notes about our chat today, as well as the transcript. If you'd like to connect, you can usually find me hanging out over on Instagram at Homestead Atlantica, all one word. Visit my website at homesteadatlantica.com for more information about the podcast or about me and what else I'm up to. See you next time.